everybody, it's your old pal Gorag the Slayer. I'm sitting here with a strange person I don't think I've ever met before. Hello, Gorag. What's your name? My name is Brennan Birch. Huh. Yeah. Huh. I don't think I should be on this. I, sh- I don't need to do this. Why don't you just sit in the corner while Daddy handles this, okay? <laughs> LoneStarButtons.com is one of those places that everybody should know about. Like, he should have, you know, Adam Stimpy Jones should have a brick and mortar store somewhere that people could go into. Creative types, you fucking creative types should go into and order your custom buttons made right in front of your eyes by a man that's been doing it for almost 17 years. Using all made in the USA materials at his disposal that he takes pride in assembling with your design inside. That being said, he doesn't have a brick and mortar store, so you're gonna have to get in you're gonna have to email him at info at lonestarbuttons.com or you can call him at 281-798-1996. Tell him Gorag sent you and you wanna suck on his hairy tits. He'll be happy to oblige over the internet, I'm sure. Uh Adam Simpy Jones offers his buttons in multiple sizes and shapes at a reasonable cost. He's great to work with. Don't be scared. Just because Gabriel Deers hired me to be the front man of his freaking commercial empire. Whatever the fuck it's called. Just do what I'm saying. You won't regret it. You will regret it if you hire some other giant conglomerate company to do your work. I mean, there's really no sense in doing that you don't know what's behind it and if you listen to this commercial right now you know what's behind it because i'm not fucking lying to you i might be a lot of things including a demon with really really disgusting rotten just rancid breath speaking over a microphone right now but i assure you 100 percent truthfully lonestarbuttons.com will not do you wrong you have the Goreg seal of approval. Goodbye. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Revenge of the World podcast episode, your fucking phone, (laughs) (laughs) episode 46. (laughs) Hey everybody, I'm your host, Gabriel, needs no parka in 40 degree weather, Dieter. I'm sitting here with philosophical geniuses, Chris Steininger and Brennan Birch. Say hello everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello. Fuck you for pulling that out. Uh, what's up, guys? Not much. It's Sunday. We've we've been having interesting conversation off air, and now that I'm recording, you two are very slow. <laughs> no, we're we're just waiting to get going. Yeah, we yeah, we have to pretend the, that we yeah. had this conversation for oh, real the first time yeah, on, gotcha. on air. Yeah. You see? Like, gotcha. Oh, hey. So we're getting into character, kind of. Yeah. Oh, right. okay. You're just, you're just stretching. We're method, wait, dude. Waiting. We're method. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to figure out a way to tell my story without coming off as a racist. Bre- <laughs> Whoa. Brennan, you, you briefly ran into Goreg 
before everybody got here. How was that? Uh, it was just awkward. Yeah. <laughs> he can be a little aggressive sometimes. Yeah, his shorts were a little bit too short, and like one of his nuts was hanging out. It was really gross. <laughs> so uh, you got to try not to stare at that, and it's hard enough to keep eye contact with him anyway because his mug is so busted. It's weird, but- the... Uh- the ashiness of the the ball that's dripping with slime. Yeah, like how do you even do that? I, I guess it's just from the rub against his knee. It's just it, it seems contrary. Yeah, you would think so, but there's some low hangers. <laughs> no, I think they're just scorched by brimstone. And, that's true. Yeah, just brimstone balls. Maybe maybe he's got a an infection. Oh. Yeah, that's that's true. It could be a disease. You never know where that guy's been. I hear he gets around. <sighs> I know where he's been. Oh yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Still healing up from that. <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> so what's up? Uh, before before you got here, <laughs> Chris might have met you, but he didn't. I didn't. No. <laughs> that was an interesting yeah, story. Yeah. Why, don't you, why don't you open up with that, Chris? Oh, okay, yeah. So I stopped by the Jack in the Box on Pasadena Boulevard to grab some food on my mm-hmm. way in. <clears throat> and I went in, and the place was packed. Like, there were people running all over the... Like, kids running all over the place. Mm-hmm. And everyone was really, 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 really dressed up. Mm-hmm. Like, just got out of church. Wait, there we go. Could have been church. Yeah, could have been church. <laughs> ah, forgot about that part. So, everyone, I mean... Can I... Dressed to the nines. Let's and, just... Let's back up. Tell let's, your original come on, story. Come on. <laughs> you thought it was a uh, yeah. I a thought it was a quinceañera. <laughs> because there was one girl in what looked like a wedding dress. Uh-huh. And then there were, like, four other girls similar in age... In turquoise dresses. Yeah. And then there was a dude in a tux, and then a whole bunch of people in suits, and, and older Hispanic women in fancy hats. Huh. And there were, the whole lobby, the whole entire eatery lobby was full of these people. Uh-huh. You mean and- Mexicans? <laughs> it was lousy with Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you said before. <laughs> It was oh chock God. full of beaners. But, <laughs> oh no! So the anyway, show's going terribly wrong. <laughs> so I order my food and I turn around. Oh, and then speaking of the food, I got one of those buttery jacks. Those things can eat a dick. <laughs> the thing was the size of the lid of this cup. Huh? Fuck those people with <laughs> what you pay for it. Anyway, but uh, anyhow. So then I get my food and I proceed to turn around and try and find somewhere to sit. And in the far left-hand corner, like right by the exit in the trash, there's like this solo dude who's like covered head to toe in tattoos. He's got ear gauges. Uh He's got a DRI shirt on. And I look at this guy and we just make a connection. And I'm just kind of like, you too, brother, shouldn't fucking be in here. (laughs) But then I started thinking, I was like, hey, wait a minute. Brennan used to have a nose thing. And he sounds like he could look like that dude. <laughs> and I know he's not from around here, so maybe he too stopped by Jack in the Box <laughs> on his way into Gabe's house and grabbed a bite to eat. You know, so then, the odds are very slim, but you make a compelling argument. Yeah, you know, I was like, maybe that's him. Well, there's only one way to find out. Not the case, but still nonetheless. I was like, holy shit. And so then that dude got done eating before I did, and he walked by me and was like, what's up? And I was like, enjoy your freedom. And then I, <laughs> I finished my food and hauled ass over here because I didn't want to be late. Nice. <laughs> Brennan, anything this uh, morning? This morning? Uh, actually, this Did m- you go to Jack in the Box? Oh, I didn't go to Jack in the but Box this morning. you through. <laughs> but I did, yeah. Now that, I guess since we're just going to lead me to that story. 
um yeah like you know we were before whenever we were talking about this uh i had also recently had a strange experience at a jack-in-the-box um there's there's one in i live in a i used to live in a small town called dayton that's where i grew up and they just recently got a jack-in-the-box like within the last seven or eight years and for some reason like just amongst my friends we've kind of been joking about this thing like you know how they have like the two drive-through windows mm-hmm. well at the one in dayton no matter what you will pay at the first window and at and at the second window you'll receive your food uh-huh. regardless of whether or not there is only one cashier working so you know they'll run to the front they'll take your money you know do the transaction and then they will run to serve your food like <laughs> no this, this manager requires these people to do this wow we paid for the two windows we're gonna use the two <laughs> exactly windows. exactly we're, we're gonna get that 755 out of you you know oh my so God. like a lot of times you know they'll be like super sweaty and stuff it's funny like the, like they've been running a marathon <laughs> for hours shredded. in a fast food restaurant yeah so they're all like gaunt and like sick looking <laughs> but anyway because they run a marathon yeah. every day but all they eat is jack in the yeah box. all they eat is jack in the box all they smell is jack in the box like they're just like oh god it's just that's just a sad life i, I feel for those people mm. but on this particular day there happened to be two cashiers working which uh-huh. was you know kind of a strange thing but okay well I'm, i order my food and i pull around and there's only me and one other lady in line and the one other lady in line is really sitting here talking to this guy for a real long time and it was just kind of like okay well they must know each other you know there's ten thousand people that live in this town tops so naturally they probably go to church or something well finally their conversation ends the lady pulls up i pull up to pay and you know the guy is kind of weird like he's like i don't know like he just has like that weird look in his eye like like he's gonna talk to you for a minute mm-hmm. you know and like he, he he you know i pay him or whatever he says do you want a receipt i say no he says good because we're all out of them haha ha. that's like his cash register joke i guess god damn it yeah <laughs> i know like already you know okay yeah kind he's of an asshole pro. yeah yeah he's, he's a pro no, that's the thing he wasn't a pro he told me that he'd only been working there for a couple of days oh wow yeah that, that was part of the conversation anyway he's then picks up i teach comedy defensive driving <laughs> comedy defensive driving yeah hands me a flyer <laughs> come down to the lubies <laughs> there's no lubies in dayton <laughs> Down to the Golden We're not that Corral. metropolitan yet. <laughs> Golden but anyway, he just picks up like mid conversation about how he just got this 200 pound dog. I guess maybe this was the conversation that he was having with the woman in front of me, uh-huh. but like he just picked right back up. Yeah. He's like, Oh yeah. He's like 200 pounds. I have to carry him up the stairs in my house. I'm and like, you're like, what the fuck I'm like, are yeah, you talking I, about? I have no frame of reference for what you're saying, but he proceeds to go on about this dog for like five minutes. Oh. The lady in front of me is already gone. You know, she's like, ah, sucker, but I, I've got a weenie dog. I, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> just talking to his buddy. Over there. Yeah. He's just talking to somebody else. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, that, that's like the thing, you know, small towns, everybody you know tries to talk to everybody and you know i understand yeah okay you want to have a friendly you know positive transaction with a person but you don't need to have an entire conversation about something very specific from your life you know with a complete stranger that's never going to see you again i kind of welcome that though because it gives you color every minute of your day when you're not expecting it you know but you're also the guy that's like when you're walking towards someone and they say hey how's it going (laughs) (laughs) fuck you (laughs) want to talk to you much less stop and chat i, I don't I, well I, that's not right <laughs> i don't I, I just like you know it was the end of the day i'd just gotten off work i was tired yeah that has, you know that i probably... still had another 45 minutes to my commute oh you know and like 
Uh, that may have painted the whole situation right there. Yeah, that was another thing. I, you know, I, I live really far away mm-hmm. from where I work. So, I mean... Well, like... I don't know. It, it, I look forward every day. I could have gotten Easy Tag years ago. Yeah. Oh, yes. But I look forward to talking to those fucking toll booth operators every, <laughs> every morning and every evening wow. on the way to and from work. You know one. I, I yeah, do know that's, one. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of cool. Like the other day... This lady fucking holds a $5 bill up to the, oh, the wow. sun to check for a watermark, gives me change, and there's a fucking Chuck E. Cheese token in there. <laughs> I'm like, you check the watermark on a five, but you give me a yeah. Chuck E. Cheese token for change? Man, I've you got fucking <laughs> idiot. Aren't those gold? Yeah, they're not even, they they're don't not even, even look like silver. money. They don't even look like money. Uh, I've gotten like Canadian yeah. nickels and stuff like that yeah. from them all the time. Like, that's weird though, because they're Pesos. weighted different and they're gold. Yeah, they don't have any gold currency. Yeah, but just the fact that they check the watermark yeah. on a five. On a I five, mean, yeah. I didn't well, realize a five had a that's watermark. Too much security for mm. such. Is lacks, there a new five dollar uh, bill that has one? Apparently, weird. Okay. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I think I just got a. You know what? That. I was at that. I was at that Jack in the Box last night. <laughs> Oh, right on it's come full circle one. was the party still going on was, <laughs> they were just getting started <laughs> i was dropping a friend of the show thomason Dieter, off at uh his apartment because we wa- we watched the uh ufc fights last night and uh i saw that butter what is it called buttery jack buttery jack no <laughs> i was like no, i'll try just it. the name sounds it's, i guess just it's wrong. the butter sandwich i guess it's the bun i don't know i was so very <laughs> underwhelmed there's was, no way i would that. i was i don't do fast food a whole lot you know but when i do i try to like you know go i don't know well it was two in the morning and i was depressed uh, <laughs> because the person oh, that the person that you wanted to win the UFC fight lost or No, why? no, no. I wasn't oh, okay. depressed. I was actually pretty stoked. Like Ugh. Last night was really good. Really, really was good. Was it men? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh this fighter named Connor McGregor. Oh, that knocked guy. Out, I've heard of him. Knocked before. out the ten year champ well no, four year champ in thirteen seconds. Oh wow. Just completely <clears throat> it was it was crazy. Where did you go to watch the fight? watched it here you paid for it mm, i wish people would quit asking me that <laughs> well no no no, no. <laughs> well i mean if you because as someone who used to watch boxing uh-huh and because it seems like a lot of these uh like i don't know how much they cost mm-hmm. they're like 50 to 60 bucks and i assume this was the main event that you're talking about mm-hmm. how many fights were before that uh i believe four. Oh, okay good because I'm just thinking, I'm it like, it would have been it, worth the money. It, it would have been. It, I'm just trying to determine like 50 bucks divided by 13 oh, seconds. Yeah, it's yeah, like, what yeah. would you break it down oh, to? Yeah, but no, if there's other no, stuff. No, it would have been. I mean, that was a huge upset. Like like the Rousey I, upset? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I like that that kind of stuff. Uh, so last night, my fiance. Uh, it Allow, is, allowed have me. To be I know, I, fiance. Because <laughs> uh, I, accident, I, I accidentally still call her my girlfriend sometimes. Mm. Um, she let me get out of this party. I really shouldn't be talking about this, but do she, it. She, she sent me pictures. To the podcast? I don't know. Oh, okay. She sent me uh, pictures of the party and somebody was doing a keg stand and like 
Was that the thing with the Grinch? Pong. Yeah. Was it was the guy who was sitting here the Grinch for your party? Uh-huh. Was that? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No. He was, was the a, one doing the cake stand. Oh, okay. Because that was an impressive <laughs> Grinch. I was like, I, had to, I was I'm, like, oh man, I'm so glad that I'm, uh, you know, I got to stay home. <laughs> man, because yeah. I'd just be on my phone right, you know, during the party. <laughs> You'd be the one playing who's, with the pets. Who's winning? Who's winning? <laughs> yeah, I would. I would have been. I just petting dogs. Uh, and surfing. Did you guys see that SNL sketch? Uh, of the uh, Star, Star Wars. Wars. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> oh my god, that made me laugh so, so hard on the money, at myself. Man. <laughs> it made yeah. me laugh at myself because obviously, yeah, I saw it online, and the tagline said, "Please don't get offended." But <laughs> yeah, and I, was I totally like, awesome. identified with the the grownups in that. Yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Check it out. What is it called? Star Wars. Uh, just SNL yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, whatever. yeah, it's actually really, really funny. Well, what's funny is like Bobby Moynihan is like actually a huge, huge toy collector. Really? Yeah. Mm. Uh, he did an episode of this uh, the show that used to be on public access called The Chris Gethard Show. Oh. Are you familiar okay, with it? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the episode was uh, called Destroy a Toy. And he had to answer questions, like trivia questions. And if he got them wrong, he had to destroy like a, a vintage toy. His, oh, <laughs> no. His own stuff? No, it was like it was like things that were like they found oh. on eBay and bought. And oh, he had dang. to destroy them. <laughs> wow. It's great. It's like, it's like if you... Was have he, any time on YouTube, like, look it up. They're yeah. about an hour long, but it's such a good show. Yeah, I think Chris got his own show on Fuse or something now. He, he moved up. He did, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it's coming back. Oh. So. Yeah. But, it was a, his, that, the public access show is, like, kind of uh, weird. It's people, real weird. <laughs> I don't see a big audience, but it's yeah. freaking hilarious. But, Does it belong on Adult Swim or something? It could, that would be actually a decent, be great. decent fit for it, yeah. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys uh, seen any movie trailers lately? Uh, or anything you're interested in coming up? You know, I've been making, like here in the last year, I've kind of made almost like an active, you know, move to not watch a lot of trailers and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I find that like, it's sort of, it's increased my ability to enjoy things, you know, because a lot of, a lot of times, you know, things come out and, you know, by the time a movie has come out, you've already been reading six months worth of news. You've seen three or four trailers. You've seen you know, concept art and like mm-hmm. all this other stuff. And, you know, it's like, it's kind of, I don't know. It's, it's almost like harder to get blown away now just because there's so much coverage out there. And, you know, after, I think the first place that I really made a lot of effort to do that was with uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in doing that, I think that I enjoyed that movie way more than I would have had I not, you know, kind of embargoed myself. And I've really been making a, a crazy effort to do that with Star Wars. I mean, I've seen, you know, like the two big trailers. Did you say embargo on? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I really should have. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna go back in time and kick myself for not saying that. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. I, I think that there's kind of like an oversaturation in things, and you know, it's really easy to kind of go into everything jaded. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've I've been making a pretty big effort to avoid stuff like that. You know, there's. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of things that I haven't seen yet that I'm really curious about that, you know. I think I'm going to go see, try to go see Krampus this week. Yeah. I did see, I've read a couple of reviews for it. Mm -hmm. Um, There was one on, which one was it? Uh, One of the something terrible or one of the horror, uh, horror things I follow, but they say it's actually supposed to be pretty good. So the, the, the uh, trailer for it that I saw, couple of months ago it was like i don't know like two minutes it was red band so it was actually pretty cool yeah but yeah that that i'm mildly interested in but 
other than that, I I'm kind of like you. I don't really. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm you know, I make a point not to. So and then we even do that like on Netflix and stuff. We'll just oh hey that looks interesting because like last night we watched a movie. Uh, it's called uh, Obvious Child. And oh, yeah, uh, yeah. had Jenny Slate, who yeah. I think is absolutely hilarious. <clears throat> She's basically like a New York comedian. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has a one night stand with a guy. And she ends up getting pregnant and determines all on her own, like, I'm going to get an abortion. But the movie is basically her just working through the whole ordeal. And uh, <clears throat> no spoilers or anything, but like, she. There's a lot of stand-up comedy in the actual movie itself, and she's working. It's like her therapy, hmm. you know. She, I mean, she gets absolutely shit-faced drunk. Like two days after she finds out she's pregnant, she goes up on stage and she bombs, like to the point that like people are getting up and walking out. She's talking. I mean, she's standing up there with like a bottle of like Chardonnay, oh just drinking God. it straight. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was fascinating. And so then the thing is, is like I was reading about the movie and stuff, and in the movie, when she's like shit face drunk and high and stuff, she's really shit face drunk and high. There were bullet points as far as like each scene, as in like, hey, we're gonna run for seven and a half minutes, talk about this. Whoa. So it's very impromptu. Uh, um, David Cross is in it. Oh wow! And uh, he's actually pretty funny. He come, he's he does like that swarmy kind of like you know creepy dude. Yeah. You know, as in like you know, oh that's horrible. That shouldn't happen to you. Oh, come here. You know, he's, uh, he's real, he's real dirty, creepy, you know, but it's, nice uh, guy. but it, <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually, it's actually pretty, pretty funny, but the nice whole, guy with roaming hands. Yeah, yeah. The whole movie was actually really good. The only thing is, is like, Ashley's not a big, f- I don't know. It's weird. She like she, the movies have to end well for her to, I mean, the whole two and a half hours can be great. And if the ending sucks, she's like, that's the worst fucking, stuff. why would they? Yeah, yeah. And this movie, the way it ends is just kind of like, and fade to black. And she's like, but it's, Hey, that's it. <laughs> and I was like, man, it makes sense. I mean, it's kind of, you know, that's that. And she's like, that's some bullshit. <laughs> she's kind of stupid. And I'm like, but it didn't negate the whole movie. You know, it, it, the movie was good. You just didn't like the ending. Have you yeah. heard of a, a movie called Nebraska? Yes, black yeah. and white. Yeah. Did mm-hmm. you see it? I started it. That is, man, Did you, you got to make sure you're fully awake. I haven't seen it yet, but like, I'd really like to just because I like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bruce uh, Dern. Bruce yeah, Bruce Dern. Dern yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a really quiet comedy. Like, is yeah. it a comedy? Like a dry kind of? Yeah. I mean, okay. it, it's, it's a comedy that could actually really happen. Uh, oh. I hear uh, it's kind of depressing, though. Yeah. Okay. A little bit. I mean, it's about a. Uh, a father and son that aren't really closely connected with each other. And there's and, lottery uh, winnings or something they have to go claim. Well, I something won't give like it that. away, but uh, the dad's like so old, he's like breaking down like mentally and physically. Oh, wow. He's seen on and, and uh, stuff. <sighs> like, does he forget his son's name? And that kind of uh, stuff? No, no, no. But he's, he's, uh, He's to the point where he can be coerced really easily. Oh, ooh. Um, yeah, it it's a comedy, but it's it's kind of uh, I don't know, like a dark comedy. <laughs> kind of. Hmm. Yeah, I've seen it up on Netflix. I, I, I don't want I don't want to go in into yeah. too much yeah. detail. Spoilery. Yeah, but it's uh it's worth checking out if you're 
not into fucking Dumb and Dumber 2. <laughs> and, uh, it's well, good. Well, uh, what's the young guy's name? He was uh, Will Forte, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Will Forte. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's actually really it. funny. Yeah. Speaking of someone who's not funny and Netflix, what the fuck is up with Adam Sandler movies all over Netflix? <laughs> Well, I don't know. And being specifically made like for Netflix. I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I saw that like he like that Western that he made that was like the the I don't whatever know the six. Yeah. The yeah. yeah. And then there's the cobbler. Oh, there's another one? Yeah, he's he's it's a six movie deal. Oh, I was reading wow. about it. <laughs> yeah, there's two out now. There's gonna yeah. be two more like the turn of next year and then two more for the next like in well, summer of next year. It's a six movie deal. I guess wow. it makes sense. I mean, you know, <clears throat> his audience is, you know, kind of older people that stay yeah. at home. So, yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. that makes sense. I mean, but is there a deal with him or, it's or a, Happy Madison? It, it's it's Happy Madison. Okay, so anybody yeah. could really be cast in it. Mm-hmm, but he's been in all of them so far. Like, he's the cobbler. Okay. And he's the main character in the whatever, the Terrible Six or whatever. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That's rough. Adam How about Tarantino's movie having an intermission? Does it? That's well, right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he's A 10 minute intermission. I'm wow. really excited about that. Yeah. Why? Why are you excited about it? Because I just want to see what he'll do with a Western. You know, I I I, I didn't like Django. Like, I, I'm like one of the only people that I know that didn't like Django Unchained. Hmm. And I, I'm sure, I'm just kind of interested to see if he'll do it as a straight Western or if he'll like, you know, get stupid and throw a John Rue gunfight in the middle of it. And, you know. <laughs> John Woo. What's all yeah. these doves oh everywhere? <laughs> Sunglasses in the 1800s. I don't know. I could. You could. Yeah. The. You could take or leave Django. I was like, no, okay. I I didn't see what the big deal was. Like, I, I don't love everything he does, but I'll watch everything he does because I'm really curious about you know, the choices he makes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think he's had a really interesting like career trajectory, and I mean, for for me, I liked Inglorious Bastards. Like, for me, that's my favorite movie that he's made. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I. I think he just had just enough like kind of referential stuff without being a reference fest. You know what I mean? What do you think about him making a Kill Bill three? Uh, I don't. I think it's completely unnecessary. Does he want to? I mean, yeah, it's been in the in the media for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it just came back around like uh, last week that he wants to still make one. Yeah. Maybe. I- I, I don't see any reason for I don't, it. I don't know why. Uh, Uma Thurman looks completely different now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like well, it she's was, not even what, the same 15 person. 15 years ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's been, yeah. A, been a minute. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm, last I heard, that was kind of like the idea. It was they wanted to do like kind of like the revenge movie against her. You know what I mean? Oh, no shit. Yeah. That would be interesting. But, Who would come back? Well, the daughter of, uh, what's her name? The, the first one that gets killed. You know? Uh, Black Mamba? Yeah, well, she was Black Mamba. Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, I forgot her little code name, but uh, yeah, like the daughter that walks in on her, you know, murdering her mom. Yeah, like that would suppose that's supposed to be because you know okay. there's there's that line in it whenever she says, "Well, you know, if you're still feeling raw about it, you know, I'll understand, but I'll be waiting." You know, mm-hmm. it's something like that. I'm, I don't have that it. could work. Yeah, because then they could cast whoever is that girl, and right? Then and then you have the other daughter would and, just be older, yeah, and it would make sense. That, that could be work. interesting, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I don't think it's necessary. I think just those two movies together are, that's enough for me. Bill's dead. I'm good. You know, I just wish there was more like this Western that he's doing that, you know, just keep going that way. I'm tired of 
sequels and reinventions and like we talked about the last time i was on they're they're starting to touch movies now that have no business being remade and redone and rethought just keep coming with original shit why do you have to go turtles too (laughs) (laughs) did you see the trailer for that yeah fucking bebop and rocksteady that is the worst animation (laughs) (laughs) because it's i mean you take all this time and make the turtles look realistic like they actually were turtles that mutated that, into right, it. mutated yeah. into the humanoid form, and then you take Bebop and Rocksteady from the cartoon and, <laughs> and just bring them uh, what is it called? You skin, you do a, a skin for them, yeah, on, with uh, CGI. Yeah, it's really weird. Oh yeah. man, they're killing our childhood. Real. I think Bebop and Rocksteady are cool, but yeah. I fucking yeah. love those characters. I think they're cool designs, and they're you know, very cool it's, designs. It's fine. I, I didn't see the first movie though, so I have no. I have no baggage going into it either. I saw it on Amazon for free, and yeah. I don't regret it. But I would not have paid to see that in the theater. No, yeah. it's not that good. And and it was in three D at two, wasn't it? They did uh, it, in, yeah, because yeah, so. there were it was intentional. Because you know, sitting at home on TV, I was like, why is all this shit up in my face? And then right. I was like, <laughs> okay, well, if this was in three D, then I'm sure it probably worked out really well. Because like when they would come in, like they do the sweeping uh, camera angles on the battle scenes and stuff oh, yeah. to where like you know oh the nunchucks are right up in my face and I'm like, <laughs> you know i guess if i was eight that would be cool but you know, <laughs> did you duck when the chinese stars yeah, you're like oh no it's like <laughs> captain eo all over again <laughs> it's crazy uh anything else coming out that we could be we should, i don't know well here's we something don't... for you um <clears throat> have you been reading about how the uh, government helped make zero tar- zero dark 30 i saw the headline but i didn't read the article yeah there is a pretty in-depth thing they're talking about now how i forget the guy's name but he did hurt locker and mm-hmm. he did zero dark 30 and hurt locker was a complete work of fiction based on stuff that happens over there that mm-hmm. whole type of line of work that kind of thing but zero dark 30 like apparently already had like two-thirds of a script done and the the um the Before gov- Osama the, was killed. <laughs> well, no, no, no. The 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 government officials that were brought in or whatever is like you know subject matter experts or whatever mm-hmm. were like, oh no, 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 no. And it got a pretty substantial rewrite, and it ended up being the movie that every that got released and everybody saw mm-hmm. and everyone loved because it was a jingoistic piece of shit. But um, <laughs> the thing is now with philosophy genius, <laughs> shut up, you. But now the thing is, is uh, one of the other podcasts I listen to, other than yours, uh, Serial Season 2 just started, and it's Bo Bergdahl. Right, right. Uh-huh. The guy who uh, made The Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty wants to make a movie about that guy. Hmm. My concern and question would be, what kind of authenticity are you going to get when you did what you did with the last movie that you made? Are you going to make... You know, I would like right. to really know what the heck happened. I don't want them to sweep in in the 11th hour like they did with this last one and have the government clean it up to where right. it's as PC as can be. And then Bo Bergdahl looks like some, you know, steaming piece of shit because the, apparently I've only heard the first episode, but the whole season is basically just going to be uh, audio tapes, conversations between Bergdahl and that director mm. because apparently that director seeked him out. And I had no idea the dude is in like San Antonio. Oh. Bo Bergdahl's in San Antonio, yeah. and he has to have a uh, 
a security detail with him pretty much everywhere he goes. I think that would be a well, pretty is he in jail. No, or, he's free and walking around and yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought there was going to be a court martial. There is. Well, that's probably is. why. Yeah. Later, yeah. yeah. But uh, it, yeah, because he has to have a security detail because they're like people that want him dead. Right. So I, Who? the, they're like people that live in San Antonio and, you know, militiamen and, and fellow, uh, U.S. soldiers who think he's a traitorous coward and want him dead. So they, to make sure that he makes his court date and, and all that stuff, they're kind of like protecting him. But I think that would be an interesting story movie wise if told properly, but not if mm. this is the guy that's going to be doing it. I want a documentary type thing, not some semi fictitious based on true events thing that the government's then going to come in and just be like, oh, that didn't happen. This happened. You know, that kind mm. of Right. Thing. Yeah. So if they that- use- uh, that reminds me, it, it's a little off the subject, but uh, the speech that I played last episode was uh, William Cooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had he was given a talk uh, to an interviewer about uh, the police state and how you know, and this was in the nineties, mm-hmm. and it, it's actually pretty accurate to today's you know to what's going on currently the climate yeah um i it's interesting that you're bringing up how things changed in the movies uh when these people are actually alive you know mm-hmm. and research can be done through them correct and and to corroborate everything that they're saying right to be true or false right uh and even though that's so the movies that are brought to the screen turn out not to be true right Mm. that's Mm. fucked up yeah (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. uh i'm saying that because William Cooper, if you if you Google his name, which I did mm-hmm. after I uh, posted that vid that that audio, uh, the description of who he was is completely off base. Really? Yeah, it says uh, an American conspiracy theorist oh. that believed the world was being controlled. By aliens. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's the sentence that that comes with his name. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, uh, was this on like Wikipedia? Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, Sorry. <coughs> I forget. Sorry. I forget exactly. Uh, but if you Google that, if you Google William Cooper, that's what comes up. And now, the is he still alive? He got. Killed by cops. Oh, on his property because he was being stalked. It, it's a really, it, it's a really great story for uh, people that want to look into uh, conspiracy theorists that get too close mm-hmm. to the uh, real story uh-huh. and then get silenced one way or another. Get offed. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Like, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just on the subject of conspiracy theories. Uh, did you guys see that Stanley Kubrick video that came out? 
I didn't see the video. What it? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, cover that. Okay, uh, there was. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off mid story. No, no, no. Okay, it's cool. But there was a. But just a, look up William Cooper. Read "Behold a Pale Horse." If you think that's bullshit, uh, let me know, yeah. <laughs> and I'll set you straight. <laughs> Go ahead, Brennan. Okay, <laughs> Stanley uh, Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick. Okay, 15 years ago, there was this guy that was interviewing uh, Stanley Kubrick. Um, he was just, you know, just doing interviews. I guess he was going to put out, like put out a documentary. Yeah. And this was uh, three days before his death. You know, the interviewer goes in. Stanley Kubrick has him sign uh, a 15-year non-disclosure, uh, you know, agreement, mm-hmm. saying that whatever video, whatever footage he shoots, you know, he's not going to put it out until this date. Well, the interviewer uh, is uh, talking to Stanley Kubrick, and then all of a sudden, Stanley Kubrick says, "Well, I want to tell you something about that's really been bothering me. You know, uh, I ha- I made this one film one time that everyone has seen, but they don't know that they've seen." And he then proceeds to say that. Uh, he was responsible for faking the moon landing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. No, no. That, I'm not laughing yeah. at you. No, no, no. It's it's okay. It's okay. Like uh, like personally, I think Stanley Kubrick Chris is, is laughing. Brennan looks like he's about to crit. No. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway, personally, I think Stanley Kubrick was trolling the guy. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that. You know, I, I'm not you know a moon landing conspiracy theorist by any stretch of the imagination, but yeah, I just think it's really interesting that you know. This guy supposedly had this footage of Stanley Kubrick saying this, and if it, and if it were true that he's still alive, you know, I, I wouldn't think that something that big they would just let go, you know, unless they didn't know about it until it was too late. Eh. But my okay, moon landing was in sixty-eight. Yeah, yeah, sixty-eight. I think. What had he done by then? He was getting ready to do two thousand one. Oh, okay. Wait, no? Had no he, wait, ha, ha, he might no. have been working on 2001, huh? Because I'm trying, that's my thing. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to figure out the angle. Yeah. Because I, I'm thinking at the time of the moon landing. Because Clockwork, Clockwork Orange was 71. 71, yeah. yeah so, so so it's like, the why the social relevancy of him as the one to fake it if there were other more prevalent and successful directors at the time to do right. it? And I mean, he wasn't even really responsible for anything that happened in 2001. That was all, you know, Douglas Trumbull. Right. You know, they did all the effects. Right. But. Yeah. And then that's another thing, too, is he's a director. Yeah. I don't know. Like, the thing that's always bothered me about the moon landing conspiracy mm-hmm. is well, that. Well, maybe he only directed the moon landing. Well, here's the thing. That, I mean, I'm getting to that. <laughs> um, the thing that's always bothered me about, you know, the whole <clears throat> Stanley Kubrick directed the moon landing thing. Space Odyssey was 68. Oh, well. That okay. Been, then that's yeah, that, perfectly understandable yeah. as to why that could be a good trolling yeah or true or however whatever whatever the truth is who on. knows yeah. but the thing that bothers me about that whole conspiracy is that you know stanley kubrick is he's this master filmmaker mm-hmm. you know everything that that man put into a frame meant something you know dude what he's been directing movie. he had been directing movies since 51 yeah uh let's see Spartacus was 1960. That was him. Lolita mm-hmm. was 62. Okay, Doctor yep. Strange Love was 64. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Space mm-hmm. Odyssey 68. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. But here's the thing that bothers me that I'm getting. To, I've been trying to get to. <laughs> Sorry. Like, <laughs> go ahead. Okay. So this guy is master <laughs> filmmaker. Everything that he puts into a frame means something. Correct. Yes. One of the big sticking points for like people saying that the moon landing was fake was that. There is, you can see a stage light in the frame where uh, Neil Armstrong is getting out of the ship. How can this masterful filmmaker that's like done all of these things miss something that big? It's Unless a stage he, light. 
meant to. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's probably the argument. Yeah. But yeah. and then the something with the flag. The yeah, the flag because there's no wind on. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know, but there's a there's well, unless I mean, there is wind on. Well, my on thing is, is if it is faked, then that is some of the worst like special effects even for the time I've ever seen because it's pretty shitty. Yeah. Shut up! What the fuck are you talking? <laughs> they didn't even about? use CG. <laughs> yeah, man. Everybody's seen Plan Nine from Outer Space. <laughs> that looks more there weren't strings on anything, landing. so it had to be real. Come on, there were no strings. Yeah. I just like what was it? Buzz Aldrin just fucking clock. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> I, I watched that. I watched yeah. that. Uh, that like great. Thursday. Yeah, yeah, it's just like fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Cleans the You're guy's clock. You're a disgrace, and he just yeah, fucking knocked just him knocked down. him the fuck out. That that's there. You go. I think the world needs more people like Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> yeah, mm. I don't know why the, that kind of American is just gone. I think. Why are people so sensitive to uh, assault? <laughs> <laughs> why are people afraid of fists if you're i think there should be a new law written to where you can't get a, a, a charge with assault unless the guy uh if the guy deserved it <laughs> if it was justified like the the victim has to go on trial if they get punched right yeah. less than five times well that's actually the the argument well discussion it wasn't it surprisingly wasn't an argument the discussion I was having earlier in the week with some friends online was, as they're calling it, the the pussification right. of mm-hmm. America, which I agree to to an extent. Yeah. <clears throat> but one of the guys I was having an argument with was a pro-Trump dude, mm-hmm. and um, I was trying to talk him back off the ledge <clears throat> because uh, I don't <laughs> know if you saw I posted earlier in the week. I forget the guy's name, but he went to speak at a high school. And this is a high school, so you know the age group. This isn't an elementary school or even a junior high. This is a high school. The guy went to a high school to speak about fiscal responsibility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Something I would have loved to have had someone come and speak to us about at Sam Rayburn High School. It would have been great. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because one of the biggest problems that a lot of the latter Gen Xers and a shitload of millennials have is really bad fiscal responsibility and decision making so this guy he and and it was in an inner city school minority students i'll go ahead and throw that out there he said because he started taking questions Mm -hmm. and one of the talking points that came out from the questions were is how much money is enough money right and how much money is good money and how much money is sustainable money. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was part of the talk, if it was an offhand comment made by him because of a comment that someone made in the crowd or whatever, but he said, <clears throat> money's not stupid. People are stupid with money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so this offended some of the people in the crowd because the thing is, is in the way he put it out there was, is if you have somebody who doesn't make a lot of money and then they come into a lot of money, mm-hmm. they will not have that money within a matter of months, if not a calendar year out, because they've never had it before. They don't know what to do with it and they don't know how to manage it properly. Mm-hmm. Right. Apparently, this pissed off like half of the people in the crowd because, you know, they were in and of themselves poor. Mm-hmm. And he said, just you can give poor people a lot of money. That's not going to make them not be poor anymore they'll be poor just give them time 
fervor. They, 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 they ended up excusing everyone out. Wow. And he had to stop talking because hmm. he was trying to talk financial sense into these kids and their fucking feelings were getting hurt because mm. they go yeah. home to a house where they can't rub two dimes together. But the minute they get a 20, it's fucking gone. Right. They should have taken what that guy was saying and gone home and talked to mom and dad. Cause that's the part of the problem. That's the issue. Or researched it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Before they got upset. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like, you know, that, that to me is a sense of pussification, but you know, I don't understand why, like I, I had a tweet earlier in the week that pissed a lot of people off and said, uh, uh, people with trigger warnings are my trigger warning. And everyone was like, that's <laughs> not nice. And I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> it's like, I'm just playing around, you know? And as somebody who just has, you know, a couple of normal ass average kids at home, mm-hmm. all these fucking kids with autism that are getting to do all the special shit. Yeah. Good for them. But I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, why is everybody getting their panties in a wad about all this like touchy feely shit, man? Just it's, Here's a novel idea. Oh my God, I'm mad. Push away from the computer, get up and walk away. There you go. It solves your problem right there. Yeah. Chris, mm. you forgot to uh, <laughs> give a trigger warning that says, Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, as my dad likes to call me, the, <laughs> the left wing bingo. <laughs> yeah, left but let me tell bingo. you something. Yeah. You um, and your libertarian. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, people are pretty sensitive these days. Yeah. With, uh, I just, I don't know. Where, I think it's helicopter parenting gone way wrong. Yeah. If you've been surrounded. But how long has that been around? I, th- I wasn't helicopter uh, parenting. I, mean, it's, I, I, I think it's, we have, we have friends or we have classmates that have kids in their twenties. Jesus Christ. So. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot I was old. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker's 40. But yeah, so I mean, I don't know if it's like the latter end of Generation X on. I I think I probably started to see it kind of mid-90s. Yeah. You know? Because we, I was a latchkey kid. Right. There's literally a lady, I think, in New York who's about to go to trial because she overslept. And her fucking brainiac son, who's nine, said, oh shit, mom's asleep. Well, I got to get to school. And he walked to school. On his own at the age of nine. I was doing that at the age of nine, right, but so now I. apparently you can't do that because you're an unfit parent. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's, it's, I think society as a whole has coddled the general public, which has then led to the pussification because it's, it's not as bad out there as everybody thinks it is. It's just when it bleeds, it leads, and that's all you hear about. Right. And like what you were talking about with movies now. When we were growing up as kids, we didn't know shit all that was happening throughout the day until we got home and happened to catch the news. Now, if you got your face in your phone, you're inundated constantly all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's also curated to you because you're reading right. what you want to read and seeing what you want to see. Mm-hmm. So if you're surrounded by people that are like, oh, no, Snowflake, you are special. Oh, you're very, very special. And then you only read stuff that you think 
empowers you and then you get out there into the real world and the real world kicks you in the balls you're gonna be like oh my feelings are hurt that's the real world asshole i got a visceral reminder of that uh this week when i was reading all this trump coverage mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh truck yeah. no muffler um, <laughs> my feed every day has at least two or three trump stories Excuse me, Trump stories. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. The guy's a fucking boob, mm-hmm. and he's not gonna win. No. Obviously, no, no, no. I think it's actually but the beginning of the end. If you if you go outside the circle of coverage that I want to see, there's there's people that support this guy. Oh yeah, absolutely, blindly and. Blindly support him. It's insane. Hang on, I've got a cat in heat. My cat has a uh, <laughs> mouse that he hasn't been able to reach. That's probably under the door. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> hey, I thought I'm you were. To in here. That's hilarious. <laughs> so I don't know which way you lean. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm leftish. Yes, yeah, me too. Yeah. And, and, and I generally and, vote, you know, no war. You know, yeah, right, and. <laughs> And that's, I think we talked about this a little bit the last time, um, but the conversation I was having earlier in the week on Facebook with my friends was, is, and I don't think the GOPers understand what Trump is doing to their party. Right. Trump is making the, the Tea Party nut job candidates and the Ted Cruz's mm. and the, the black guy. <laughs> see, you wanted me to do that. Yeah, so <laughs> I call yeah. back. See, uh, uh, Dr. Carson. Uh-huh. Trump is making them sound like they are just a little right of center. Those people aren't right of center. Those people are two thirds all the way over to the right. It's just that Trump is so far off the right. He's fallen off the fucking table. But I think that like, that's not new. You know, if you look back, you know, Michelle Bachman. Yeah. Was totally that person. Sarah Sarah Palin Palin. was that person, you know, to an extent it could be argued. Bernie Sanders is that guy. Mm -hmm. Ross Perot did it with a shitload more class. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't think it's anything new. I I think it's just there's but, just but the thing is, is and and with with Sarah Palin especially, Sarah Palin was the reason. Well, I'm I'm sure there were other reasons why, but Sarah Palin was one of the reasons why John McCain failed, because mm-hmm. John McCain hitched his wagon to that crazy right, and it drag him it drug him back. So, yeah. So see what's happening now with can him. you imagine if John McCain had gotten through to the presidency? Honestly, in 2000, would have been horrible. He was, yeah, he was, yeah. If it had been him instead of yeah, Bush. had it been him instead of Bush, yeah. Because where two, where would we be in the Middle East? I don't know. I, but see, that's the thing. Is like you two, don't know. But here's the thing: is two, I think, funded fucking ISIS. Listen, dude. listen, listen. I think we would be. <laughs> no, we hey, hey, be calm much, down hey, on the ISIS stuff. No, no, no. <laughs> two thousand John McCain is very different from post 9-11, You know, yeah. GOP craziness, John McCain. Yep. You know, you got to be honest there. You're right. He, 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 he was he was center right. He was much more moderate. He was center right pre 9 He had been under the pressure that George Bush been under. No, yeah. Jesus Christ. <sighs> but I still then Palin like, would have been. <laughs> I still feel physically ill when I see George Bush. Yeah. Anytime I see him, I, I, I get sick to my stomach. Yes. Mm. Like uh, it's it's strange. Like it, I have a I don't have a like physiological reaction to a lot of people, but <laughs> he's one of them. Yeah, because um, I think with him especially 
Because my problem, I, I've, I've like I've said numerous times before, I voted for the guy who's in there now twice. Right. But in the grand scheme of things, in regards to foreign policy, he's just a darker version of the one that was in there before. Right. And if Clinton, <laughs> why did you say and if, and if on, Clinton man. and if Clinton gets, why did in, I just say right? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> and if Clinton gets Shut in, up. she's gonna be a paler version of him with tits. I mean, they're it's it's the American political machine, and they are the epitome of the puppets of it. They we really need someone that can come in and really shake shit up. Mm. Yeah, because what like part of the argument I was having earlier in the week with this guy, um, who's pro Trump, you know, I brought up like how you did about how like Bernie Sanders is on the other end, and the guy is like, you know, well, what's Bernie gonna do? Plant a tree on his first day in office and hope that it grows and all the free shit well, comes stuff, on it. Yeah. And I was like, here's the thing: <laughs> if we took half of our military budget and just put that into schools and put that into roads and put that into other programs. And scaled back on the blowing the rest of the world up, the shit that you think your taxes are going to go up for wouldn't even have to be touched. Because the money would be there. We have the money to support and fund and do the stuff that Bernie wants to do. But with both houses being in cahoots with lobbyists from, you know, Halliburton and, and you know, Boeing. And Raytheon. All the, yeah, all these... You know, big, yeah, and also with death the, dealers. Yes. <laughs> and also with, you know, like, because Bernie's also very big into, you know, clean energy. I mean, lining, Exxon's been lining pockets for ages. Shell's been lining pockets for ages. That That's just how politics works. And I think at the end of the day, if Bernie gets in, he's fucked because he's not going to get anything through, like you were saying. Because, well, if I were Bernie and I got elected president, I would immediately get on TV and start shaming the fuck out of everybody. Oh, yeah. And he would be able to do it because he's been tooting the same horn for 40 years. I mean, I've watched some of his uh, speeches in the Senate. Mm -hmm. He just destroys people. Yes, he does. I mean, for doing... Did you see him on uh, Jimmy Fallon? Uh, No. Yeah, I think it's... You can can Google it. I saw it on Facebook. But uh, he... Jimmy went in on him. And about, you know, what do you think about Trump? And he gave the most eloquent mm, yeah, two seconds. did see that. Clip, yeah, that yeah. And you could tell that Jimmy was kind of wanting him to, like, continue and, like, mm-hmm. come on, give it to him. And he did. He was just kind of like, well, he just kind of dismissed him. You know, he called him a buffoon, which I think was great. He, <laughs> he didn't uh, he didn't go against. Let's see if I remember correctly. He didn't he didn't talk against Trump specifically. It was like but he was like the p the the thought process that uh, people that believe in Trump, you know, that's not what America is about, right? Know? And he gave that whole angle, which I fucking agree with. Mm-hmm. But like I was saying before, I think since I'm in since I'm in that news circle of stuff I just want to see. Mm-hmm. Trump is being painted as one thing. Just like the GOP's doing towards Bernie and Hillary, I think he's being painted in the left a certain way, mm-hmm. which if you 
if you listen to his speeches and what he's talking about, Bernie, which I tried to do really, I really tried Donald? to do that. Yes. The Donald. Okay. Uh, the guys, the guy is a buffoon. He's mm-hmm. a moron. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't agree with anything he says or the way he says it, but I don't think he's being as incendiary as the left is making him out to be. No, no. he He's doing dumb good enough on mm. his own. They're just kind of ratcheting it up. No. Um, Mika Kelly was interviewing him. Um, I think with, if they if they with, compared him to Bush, which he you know there are some parallels, mm-hmm. he probably wouldn't make it into office anyway. No, no. Um, but uh, on MSNBC, which you hear that people go, oh, yeah. liberal anyway. But I think that interview was the one that kind of like sealed the deal for me as far as him like just being, I don't know if uh, like a fraud or whatever, but at least incapable of holding office because. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's not a politician. You have to be a politician to some extent right. to be able to do. He doesn't. They ask him a question mm-hmm. and he speaks in broad generalities because Mika mm-hmm. had him on with uh, Joe Scarborough and Joe in the morning. And uh, she asked a question about the Muslim comment. Mm-hmm. And instead of answering the question, he danced all around it five ways from Friday okay. Which Hillary has done the whole oh. time, the yeah. whole time. So yeah. he, so then Joe gets involved and basically states, you know, like we need, cause he was just rambling right. on and on and on, kind of like I am now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Joe finally said, Donald, we need you to give us an answer. We have a certain amount of time or what. And he just said, well, if you'd let me, da, 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 da. <laughs> and it got to the point to where Joe was just like, okay, everybody let's cut the break. And they cut him off like 45 seconds into what was supposed to be like a segment mm-hmm. right. of interviewing him. And when they came back from commercial, he was gone. He was off the phone because it was a call in yeah. and they were done with him. So then of course, Donald being Donald, cause I follow him on Twitter. Oh, God. oh my uh. God. That is such a cornucopia of fuck up. It's crazy. Yeah, I had to quit. I had to quit. I know, it's, Cause he says things and then people latch onto it. And yeah. People are just like, Oh yes. You know? And, and I'm just like, people, stupid but so then he goes on twitter and just eviscerates in his mind joe scarborough and what's her name this show has low ratings yeah and he's like you know <laughs> yeah yeah you know he would just be like this, this would have been the best thing for him but they're nothing more than just a liberal and i'm like okay and then people just eat it up and then when you talk to the 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 trumpites they're like well he's just saying stuff that everybody you know Thinks and he it just mm. comes out his mouth and I'm like, guess what? I think a lot of shit too, and I probably shouldn't say a majority of it. That doesn't. You mean... said a couple things on the <laughs> right. <side>. <laughs> well, his his workaround from what he said about uh, sending or blocking any uh, refugees was that he didn't mean for that to to be a permanent solution just until we figure things out. I don't know. Mm. It didn't seem like it was worth saying either of those things. Well, and what I'm wondering is when the time comes, what the hell are they going to do? He has eaten up so much airtime. Well, the, the candidate that gets through, they're going to be like, well, what the fuck now? <laughs> Ted I'm, Cruz. I'm saying Ugh. it would be amazing 
if Donald got the nomination and Bernie got the nomination. Oh, that would be I, awesome. And they debated. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would just be night and day. Yes. And it you would, would you would see mass calamity on the right to mold their message into agreeing with <laughs> Donald Trump. Yeah. Which mm. right now they're well, kind of pulling for Cruz a little they more. They are, right? yeah. and that's yeah. what I was kind of like earlier. It's like he's fallen off of the radar so much that now, like the Chris Christies who in the past have been like, you know, man, I've said some crazy shit, but this guy, yeah, yeah. And, and Ted Cruz also is like, right. kind of. We're about to get off politics. <laughs> it's been a while, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's baffling to me. It's like. If, if, if the GOP knew what was good for him. But see, they can't disown the guy because then what he'll do is he'll run as a third-party candidate and wreck the chances <laughs> of getting in the White House. That's so what they're I like, damned if they do or damned if they don't. But they, they don't have fucked. a chance of getting in the White House. No, I know. According to the circle I listen to. <laughs> but, but I don't... As long as... What is reality as long as, as long as minorities, progressives, there's no way that there's... You can't win on white people alone. No, you can't, as thoroughly demonstrated by Mitt Romney. Yeah. True. Okay, we're off fucking politics. Fuck politics. Yeah. I vowed not to talk politics on the next episode. <laughs> I'm sick to death of it. It can just be you and Mike in movies again. My list, yeah. I yeah. like those. The popcorn ones. All right, so we're going to hit the news. <laughs> what the fuck have we been doing? I No, the actual news that matters <laughs> to people. know what time it is. It's time for the news with Gabriel Dieter and friends. Okay, now it's time for the non-politics news. Uh, <laughs> apparently a Russian warship fired a Fired multiple warning shots at a Turkey vessel. Hmm. Okay, so Russia is not in NATO, but Turkey is. Right. I wonder what would have happened (laughs) if that comrade had just (laughs) fired a little bit to the left and blown up a Turkey ship. That would have been really interesting. Well, isn't like the whole beef like with Russia and Turkey because Turkey is supposedly kind of like a black market for ISIS oil or something? Isn't yes. that the argument? Like yeah. that's probably the other yeah. part of the shot. But at the same time, you know, Russia is impeding on that territory. So, ooh, I wonder if they're running a blockade, uh, and that's why. I bet they're trying to turn that ship away. Probably so. Hmm. I mean, they don't have to act with any sort of you know NATO, you know, approval. So right. That, that's going to be really interesting in the next twenty years is watching what's going to happen with Russia in the Middle East. I think because now that they're involved, you know, they, they weren't really a player for a while, and now they're back. Well, they. They were in Afghanistan in the 80s. Right. And they we got know ran that. out. <laughs> we know that because Rambo fought against them. Yes, he did. Well, we know that because I was there and there's still Russian tanks destroyed on the ground. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Like the base that we were on used to be a Russian air, airfield. No shit. And there was like, there were mined, destroyed tanks everywhere. There's still Russian landmines on that base. Wow. You can't walk certain places because there are cobras and landmines. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us more about that. <laughs> that sounds really fucking cool well it's really not cool because like you can just be walking pl- like there's there was a place on the base that was called tuna bridge 
And it was called that because whenever they first got there, somebody stepped on something made of metal and they got, they were like, oh God, landmine. So they brought in like this entire, you know, bomb crew or whatever to remove it. And it was a can of Russian tuna fish. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean like the whole base, there's, there's, you know, it's about an eight mile perimeter and like large swaths of it are just barbed wired off. And whenever EOD isn't out in the field, you know, removing improvised explosive devices, what they're doing with their robot is they're going around, you know, trying to get the mines off the base. Interesting story about that. One time we got uh, mortared, you know, because it's Afghanistan, you get mortared all the time. And a mortar had landed, didn't detonate in this field. Well, they sent the little robot out there to grab it. The robot grabs it, drops it, finds a landmine. Mortar goes flying through the air and lands on a 150,000 gallon fuel bladder on the flight line. Whoa. <laughs> the landmine blew the mortar into the air. Yeah, and it went flying, hit the fuel bladder, and detonated. <laughs> Oh, wow. Like, so, maybe four or five hundred feet from where I was at. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> like, we were just sitting there in the tent doing our job, and then all of a sudden the walls shake. We're like, whoa. <laughs> what just happened? And then we go outside, there's just black smoke. So everybody's like, okay, body armor. Let's go. <laughs> Jesus. Were there, like were there uh, a bunch of steel beams melted around it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's insane. That's some Michael Bay level <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> Yeah, it we was all just explosions for your explosions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's insane. It's like that guy trying to uh, light a pile of leaves on fire with gasoline. Oh, the thing that, see that shot video? down the line. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like I would probably twenty-five yards worth of uh, like leaf. It was a leaf pile. It was probably like twenty-five yards long, and he just—I guess he had pre-soaked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he just went doop, and he just wow. There was the whole thing. There was something else. There was a, another video where the guy had a bucket in the middle mm. and he poured gasoline in that bucket and he he stood in the middle and put, you know, just emptied a gasoline can <laughs> all, all around himself. Then he got out of the uh, pile and lit it and, and the guy holding the camera was just like, boom, like it just exploded. <laughs> oh my God. And the guy was like. Uh, are you okay? Are you okay? Like, <laughs> the was just all, they, were, they were both fucked up. Oh That's man, awesome. Um, yeah, gas and gas and fire don't mix. That's like yeah. So Russia and the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, stuff to watch. Yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting. Pretty interesting. Uh, apparently, the USS Milwaukee, Navy's the Navy's newest ship broke down at sea and had to be towed into base. That's because ah. it's made out of Milwaukee best beer. <laughs> um, That's unacceptable. I, I think it is. I mean, it. I don't even think it was a test run, right? It was just... It shouldn't were, have been. They were going out and uh, they broke down I due mean, to an engineering failure, apparently. You know, it seems like the newer stuff that's being built is not as quality as a lot of the old things. Lowest bitter... Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely that. I mean, yeah. like you know, well, like it's a, not being made by the Navy anymore, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, I mean, I you know, going back to I was in the military, uh, you know, like we had a fleet of aircraft that were the in-flight refuelers that were probably the same ones that were filmed for Doctor Strange Love. <laughs> like, oh wow, they were that old. Like you know, the, the tail numbers generally tell you the age of the aircraft. Uh-huh. We didn't have a tail number that was higher than sixty-two. Whoa, <laughs> you know, we we kept those things running. You know, it was just like old beater car. You know, but. It's huh. like uh who made who made those planes? Uh I think they were they were made by Boeing, you know. So Boeing probably when they built those planes just kept making parts for them. Yeah, they were they were just built like to last. Forever. Yeah. 
I think that's the way it goes even with like the 747s and mm-hmm. 67s and stuff yeah. like that is you build a fleet of them, sell them out, and then, you know, like you get wings and engines yeah. and components. It's the interchangeable galore. parts. That's you where you make the money. Do, 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 mm-hmm. Just over and over and over. That's why it takes a hundred grand a year to keep a plane in service. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I have in the news talk Trump. I'm just. We don't have to do that. I think you can mark through that that one. I think that's been done. And uh, my last story: there's an artist in uh, Beijing that's been walking around with a thousand watt uh, vacuum cleaner and and just vacuuming the air. And every I think three days or something like that, he has enough smog dust collected to make a brick. (laughs) <laughs> so he's just wow. his art project has been making bricks that's going to kill him <laughs> yeah. yeah that's insane uh, unfortunately yeah he has to be he's out taking years there. off of his life by doing this um but they wear the masks so hey the true. pictures i saw of him he wasn't wearing he's not no he oh, was just out wow. there <laughs> holding the vacuum up in the air <laughs> man that's insane i don't know uh hopefully he's remembered for this because um Otherwise, i mean this, this is i mean he's documentary a uh, documentary <laughs> he's documenting a a portion of history where air pollution's so bad that it can be bricked right yeah. you know that's pretty bad hopefully you know that doesn't last too much longer right and, uh fuck and he if and he didn't do it <laughs> how, how many bricks does he have uh the pictures i saw he had at least a dozen you know nah. damn that's yeah. crazy. He's probably going to build a house. Out build an igloo. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> and a then, smog uh, <laughs> off the topic, I, I saw um, I saw uh, this guy uh, developed a way to turn paper trash into bricks that'll burn for a long time. Oh, like, wow. Uh, you know, 12 hours or something mm. like that. Mm. And uh, it, it was really interesting to see all the junk mail and trash mm-hmm. he, he would throw in, in this bucket system. Fill it full of water, and then he had some kind of drill that would uh, pulp it. Yeah. You know? oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, then he would drain all the water out and condense compress this. It. Yeah, compress this mm-hmm. paper into a, a giant a brick like this mm-hmm. this big, and he said it would it would burn for hours and hours. Wow. Pretty cool thing to. Uh, I mean, it's it's got to be better than sending it to a barge that gets. Yeah. <laughs> Or land Where a lot fill. of it just goes into the ocean. Yeah, it falls into the ocean. Yeah, uh, that, yeah that's it for news. Um, you guys want to go to some friend questions? Sure. Uh, sure. Fan questions. Okay, Eric Eddy asks, have you seen Turbo Kid, and what are your thoughts on all of the 80s pastiche movies that have come out recently? I have not seen Turbo Kid yet, but actually, I really do want to see it because isn't it the? It's a, I believe it's the same filmmakers as uh, Hobo with a Shotgun, which I loved. I, yeah, I thought I love it was that movie. a great time. Yeah, it was one of my favorite theatrical experiences was seeing that movie with you. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, we held hands and yeah, all that. spoon. It's a very romantic <laughs> night. Um, as far as the '80s pastiche movies, I think it's kind of interesting to see what's happening right now because you know, throughout time, like throughout our culture, you know, things have always you know drawn from other sources, you know. The guy reads Macbeth, he takes it, and then he goes and writes a story based on kind of those beats and, you know, updates it to modern times, and it's a new original work. But I think what's happening now is, like, our, our culture has become so accelerated that, you know, 
we're seeing all like these things be created and consumed and repurposed in our lifetime. Right. And I think, I don't know. I, I think it's maybe detrimental in a way because eventually we're just going to be doing remixes of remakes of, you know, and which I don't know. I'm not sure if that's, I mean, that's, I guess that's kind of what's already happening in a way. It's just, you know, the timeline is so compressed now that, you know, we're just more aware of it, but yeah. And I, I think know. a lot of that has to do with the consumer aspect of it mm-hmm. because, um, these movies are, these shitty movies are being made for parents. Well, but, and it's, and it's, and it's not, well, and there's that aspect of it too, but it's like, um, Remember the Batman movie with Michael Keaton in it? Yeah. Uh-huh. That thing was a fraction of the cost of what the the newest Batman movie mm-hmm. just, you know, the, right. the last one that just came out. Maybe maybe we can all blame James Cameron and, and Titanic. I don't know. Maybe that was the beginning of the end. Or maybe we can blame James Cameron and fucking Avatar. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But what it is is... I think to speak to what you're talking about, the, about the, the recycle factor, mm-hmm. recycling too quickly, they want to be able to make money. Yeah, definitely. And so they have to be able to make money with a sure bet. So what's the best way to do that? Find a popular franchise, mm-hmm. five, seven, 10, 15, whatever years right. out and be like, hey, let's reimagine the A-Team. Let's watch a Battleship movie. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yes. Yeah. Fucking love that movie. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Yeah, and that was stupid. But it was like stupid, okay, stupid. It was you know, fun. Have you seen Kung Fury? Kung Fury. Kung Fury. Kung Fury. Fury. Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming that's yeah, I think similar that that in definitely nature. contributes, yeah. Yeah, that's that's another thing too. Like that thing is just one big gigantic nostalgia boner. Yeah. And as somebody that used to be like an avid gamer, mm-hmm. that's something that has occurred. To, look at fucking Minecraft for Christ's sake. <laughs> Here's this gigantic franchise that has more videos on YouTube. Than anything else, you take like porn and cats and put it together, and it's still a drop in the bucket to the amount of fucking Minecraft videos that are really? out there. Dude, it is an obscene. My son, <laughs> he doesn't play Minecraft. <laughs> he watches. He watches. Oh, yeah. He watches Minecraft original programming on YouTube. And this is not people who play Minecraft. Mm. These are people who have taken the 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 Minecraft world. Mm. Fan fiction? Ha- it's like it's machinima. Oh, see, yeah, pretty much. It's like they will make a show yeah. in the Minecraft world. Kind of like how they used to do with the uh, like they did it with like Elder Scrolls. They were doing Halo. Halo and, and you know. yeah, red versus blue. Take red versus blue, throw it into the world of Minecraft, and there you got it. Yeah. So that and that's what they're doing. Uh, it is it is crazy, but that's the thing, is that is a notch sold it for eighty bill. Bill or Mill, I don't know, yeah. gun. You'll have to Google it to find out. But the one guy who made the uh, Minecraft, he's good to go for life. He sold that shit to M- Microsoft, so he's good to go. But take an open world game, make it look like something that, like Pitfall when we right. grew up, and you're good to go. So what does everybody do? Everybody hitches their wagon right. to that. Next thing you know, you got like Terraria. You've got um, all these, you know, like, old school sky side scroller games that look like something that would have been on Sega Genesis or a super Nintendo. Um, because one of my favorite games in the past, like few years is hotline Miami. Oh yeah. That's a great. top down hack and slash ultra violent game, hmm. Twitch completely. Uh, you know, that's, that's why I suck at it, you know, but shit graphics. So, but that's what, that's the meal ticket that the video game industry is in right now. So I'm thinking to draw a parallel to, Motion pictures. Hey, y'all want to make Top Gun again? <laughs> that worked hey, last time. <laughs> hey, you want to make, you know, insert popular movie from 20 years ago right. again. 
But then, like, I think the last time I was on, now it's getting, like you were saying, too soon. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you remake Memento? That <laughs> wasn't that long ago. And there are certain ones, like, I hope they never touch Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I hope they never touch, you know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off or the Goonies or right. stuff. Leave shit alone. Goonies is happening. <laughs> yeah, no. So, I, so is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Really? Shut up! No! Oh, my God. <laughs> It's, it's going to be his daughter. Uh, so along those lines, actually, uh, Thomason Dieter asks, what's the most money you need for winning the lottery? Like to live the kind of lifestyle that I need? Uh, what's the lowest amount of money you can win in the lottery? Because like <laughs> four million. Yeah, four, four million. I, I could live very comfortably on four yeah. million. <laughs> like I, yeah. I, I don't have extravagant taste at all. Like Mm-mm. I don't care about things. I don't want to live in a big fancy place. I don't want to need cool cars. You know, you sit me down in the corner with a pad of paper and a pencil and I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, I mean, I figure four million dollars, I wouldn't have to work again. You know, I could take care of my family a little bit. You know, that's really all I need. It kind of draws to what we were talking about earlier about fiscal responsibility, because um, <clears throat> my CPA, he's actually told me he's like, should you ever play and should you ever win? Just come see me, uh-huh. because regardless of however much it is you win, we he he's you could live. You would never have to work again right. on four million dollars where people fuck up is and I don't understand like these people who win $250 million, I wouldn't know what the hell to do with it. He says, first and foremost, if you win the lottery, take it all up front mm-hmm. because you're going to be paying more out over time right. through taxes anyway. So just go ahead and let Uncle Sam get everything he needs right up front because it's still going to be more money than you'll probably have ever seen in your entire life all at once. Right. Oh, that's smart. <clears throat> yeah. So you take <laughs> that it. CPA smart with money. <laughs> that's what I pay him for. He better be. Finding shit I didn't even know about. But um, the thing is, is it all depends on, do you want to maintain your current lifestyle? I mean, because even on $4 million, you could improve greatly and yeah, still definitely. be like, huh, you know, because there, there's those TV shows. It's like, you know, I won the lottery. Yeah. And then you see this TV show and these people won the lottery. And it's always inevitably some dude from Beaumont who grew up in a trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now he lives in a, you know, $16.5 million home, has 17 cars. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I don't need that. You know, and I sit there and I sit here and say that, and I'm sure those people probably said the same thing too, but I guess when money's no longer an option or money's no longer an issue, you can just go out and get whatever you want, but you could make 4 million work for you and you'd never have to work another day in your life. And should you have kids, right. you'd be able to leave them plenty. You just have to invest it. You don't spend it. It's very simple. But then I, I'm stupid. I mean, I'd, but that's the thing. It's like if I'd you want if like a hundred million. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying is if if you if you knew that every month that a check for seventy four thousand five hundred ninety five dollars and eighteen cents was coming, the fuck would you care? Yeah, what are we going to spend it on this month? I would, it's the self control yeah, aspect no, of it. Yeah. You know, mine mine would invest in a town, and I'd be mayor and owner of every business. <laughs> <laughs> Dieterville. <laughs> hey Brennan, what are you doing? Uh not not much. Uh you want to come work at Starbucks today? <laughs> Jeez, thanks. <laughs> what are you gonna say no for a thousand dollars a day? There's two windows and you gotta work on both. <laughs> Maybe that's the catch. <laughs> Just some millionaire decided to build yeah, a jacket. Yeah, really. Yeah. I want to drive Nate around in a golf cart and just yell at people. That's what we do at my house every weekend. So <laughs> we run from dogs. That's a, that's a majority of Jonathan. I said, put it over there. 
Oh, that's hilarious. The shrubbery looked like deer. I don't want deer. I wanted moose. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I can't really, I can't answer that question. Honestly? Honestly. Okay. Um, fuck, man. 20000 would be a really badass. Right? Scratch-offs me, can, you know? scratch-offs will make you debt-free in a heartbeat if you do it right. But it's the, you know. You got some inside information yeah, I need on. to know about? I just know I didn't realize that scratch-offs were so ridiculously high We'll talk high off air. We'll talk off air. <laughs> um, CJ Min- Menard. Menard. <laughs> Butchered the name. Whoops. Uh, two. What? Two-parter about stain removal. Here goes. <laughs> Number one. What's the best way to remove a blue drink stain from carpet? Number two, what's the best way to remove the emotional stain that I just left on my family <laughs> due to me screaming obscenities, throwing my food across the room, and storming out after spilling the, a blue drink on carpet I just cleaned in an apartment I'm trying to move out of? Okay. Fuck. Number one, you can't remove that blue stain probably, but what I would do is kill a dog next to it. That way you make a red stain. See? People will be more concerned with the red stain. <laughs> I was going to say, I would kill the dog on top of the blue stain. To make a purple stain? I mean, (laughs) that way it's mostly explained and there's only one stain still. Okay, that's good. (laughs) What kind of animal would you kill? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, depending on the color of the carpet, some fucking bleach and vinegar ought to do the trick, but you guys are talking homicides. uh, Yeah, we just jump straight to murder. Let's go with... uh, some baking soda baking soda and mm. salt what the fuck that won't salt i saw it on uh, i saw it on curb your enthusiasm <laughs> okay that's a good point of reference <laughs> no it was a uh, soda water and salt yeah yeah okay um sorry cj and we then have therapy no for help. part two yeah, yeah. Therapy. Therapy. Lots therapy lots of therapy mm-hmm. lots of uh christmas gifts and sorries yeah. Um, Michael oh. rodriguez asks do you find yourself describing things as being on fleek more often than you used to. I don't even know what that means. I, I'm not a child, so oh, no. no. I'm so happy is that some that millennial I... bullshit? Uh, is that it... some IT shit? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. Is the program on fleek, Mike? Uh, I don't know. Mike, you're going to have to answer your own I've, question. I've heard it episode. used to describe a girl's eyebrows before. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Were they big and bushy? No, they were they were well manicured. I think oh, I think it's so, like yeah, so you're, it's like on you're, point. You're, yeah, it's on like you know. Point. Oh, so it's the new yeah, on you, point. you got the white air force, which was also annoying because yeah. I would have friends. Man, this steak is on point. Yeah, <laughs> man, fuck you. Just if it's on point, food. that means it's watching your back. That's yeah, not yeah good. I know. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> this ketchup has my six. <laughs> uh, Michael Rodriguez also asks, how many karma points do you have? That's a Reddit stab. Shut up. And CJ says, I think this is probably the most important question. Please answer. <laughs> I have like 1,286. I've been on Reddit for like six years, so that's actually pretty bad. It sucks because karma can't be self-contained. You actually have to do good things for other people. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh... You can't pay it forward. I moved my... Man, gra- well, you're over here talking gra- about how we're philosophical geniuses, man. You're, <laughs> you're over here dropping Confucius over here. Oh, well. This guy. Uh, you gotta know one to be one. <laughs> Something like that, right? That would make us uh, all that's, that's Freemasons. That's <laughs> it. And assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Allen Menard asks... <laughs> If the ox and the lamb kept time, what was the point of the little drummer boy playing his drum? To keep him occupied because he was a little shit. Because nobody listens to what the ox and the lamb have to say. Drummer got a drum, man. I don't know. (laughs) 
Michael Rodriguez asks, <laughs> as an American, do you find some American idioms baffling examples? On fleek. I think we just talked about <laughs> yeah. the on point. Ketchup yeah. as my six, bro. <laughs> yeah. um, that was self-referential. That was deep. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't uh don't count your chickens, Michael. Yeah. Uh do you think Michael also asked, <laughs> do you think mathematics is a construct of mankind, or did we find a way to tap into something that was already occurring? I think it's ultimately just a unit of measure, you know? It's just a way to describe things. You know, we, it, was, it was observed, and people had to communicate about it, and they developed the language of mathematics to communicate it. Mm, mm-hmm. I agree with that. As do I. All right, next. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. No, the every- one deep question. We're like, fuck it, moving on. <laughs> uh, it is a construct of mankind. It's just a language, mm-hmm. right? Because yep. everything, uh, it's deemed absolute because mankind and you know determined so. Uh, two plus two equals I mean, four. Because even, even atomic structures have a, a number of things. You know, correct. Yeah. Nah, whatever. Crossing <laughs> <laughs> over that. It's a system of communication. Lori Rodriguez asks. Will America ever embrace socialism in lieu of its capitalistic greed? We'll find out in about a year and a half. I think that's what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something we welcome? That's a good question. I guess we'll find out. But the, and see, <laughs> and this is another thing too. Do you pay for we cops, firefighters, EMTs, your roads, libraries, schools? Mm-hmm. Throw in healthcare. We're fucking Canada. Mm-hmm. We're already two thirds of the fucking way there. We've embraced it. They created welfare, you know, within right. my grandparents' life. It hasn't been around that long. Right. So this whole, like, you know, socialism. Pe- <laughs> People, People called the New Deal socialism. Right. No? I, any true left-leaning liberal is going to have socialistic tendencies because they're the party of big government. That's just how shit works. People forget this stuff. It's like selective memory. It's like we, there are socialistic aspects to day-to-day life in America now as it is. Just because we happen to have an old man who's now identifying as a socialist this go. Right. Because he used to not. Right. He used to just be a liberal Democrat. He's thrown in socialist now. Right. Because he feels that it could work to his benefit. That's fine. Hmm. I don't understand why everyone's scared of that. Obamacare. Ooh, there's some socialism for you right there. I think people hear socialism and they think Russia. They do. In the they, 80s, they do. You know? they, think, they think hammer and sickle. Yeah. Because, in fact, one of the responses to the conversation that I've been referencing all podcast, the guy said, how can you back something that's been killing hundreds of millions of people for the, you know, what did he say? And and causing genocide for the past, like, 250,000 years. And I'm like... Capitalism? No. (laughs) No. Socialism. Socialism. 250,000 years of socialism. One. (laughs) Where? Two. There hasn't been 250,000 years of human civilization. Where are you getting your facts, bro? I mean... Oh, but uh, you know, we there's there's two hundred and fifty thousand. Wow, that's yeah, that's yeah. That is, I'm right. Sorry. We're not even functionally. Yeah. That's fucking annoying. But I, I would argue that our form of capitalism is corporate socialism. It Definitely. is. Absolutely. It is completely. I mean, okay, then no no need to further. <laughs> that horse is that horse is dead. That's what we can kill on top of the blue stain. Is this? <laughs> <laughs> Beat that horse to death. And then we could beat the horse as a satisfaction to an annoying American idiom. Mm-hmm. See? Mm-hmm. Uh, it all ties together. I man, love you guys. Thanks for, a, thanks for coming on. That was a 
I knew you two philosophical geniuses wouldn't let me down this episode. You can't bullshit a bullshitter. Next Gabe. time, let's uh, let's keep it lighter on the politics. And All I know right. that's my fault because I'm driving this car. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm on a train though, and the tracks will go wherever the fuck they want. <laughs> uh, you guys want to say anything going out? No, good. Mm-hmm. Nah. You're all good? Okay. Uh, Thanks again to LoneStarButtons.com. Order it. Do your thing. Tell them thank you for the show. And you want to suck on, you know, some hairy tits or whatever. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, Gently go fuck yourselves. You're a blood sucker.